This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Welcome to Managing Mayhem. This is Patty, Jeff, and Jack. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's happening? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be talking to you guys today. Well, Jack, I told you we were going to be talking about applications today, and I think you thought I was meaning we're going to be talking about applying yourself um, today. Jack, this is actually, it's an intervention. You're <laughs> operating about 20%. We need you to be up at about 80%, Okay, right? I think about 35 is where I max out, but I am willing to push it a little bit. Please. <laughs> well, today we're actually going to be discussing applications and resumes and how we shortcut or at least abbreviate the hiring process. Yeah. We're having a lot of people frustrated. Well, the reason why we're talking about this subject is face value applications and resumes you may be thinking well okay but the reality is is that a lot of employers and a lot of our companies and clients are having a hard time getting new employees and they're asking us hey how do we how do we shortcut the process how do we speed it up so we get more people in the door because sometimes those applications can be crazy sometimes they can be like long as hell <laughs> solve this rubik's cube and then yeah, you get it's... the job <laughs> tell me the story of your life <laughs> what's the origin of your name <laughs> so when we're having the hiring process most people have job applications and most job applications say more than do you have a pulse Yes, you are hired. Which is sort of 90% of <laughs> what we need right now. <laughs> so let's look at applications. Okay. So why do we why do we use them? Why are they the preferred mode of information collecting? Well, I mean, what you're trying to get to is does the person meet the job qualifications, right? But that's really what you're looking for is just, just a very short, application just asking do they qualify for the position you're just trying to filter out right people who, who have the requirements people who don't that's that's pretty much it right you want to get their basic information like jeff said like if they're just filling out tons of applications they're not even qualified remotely for the job you want to know that so we're obviously looking to see if they're qualified right, right. the problem with the application is people don't like to do them yeah well, and, and there's a study that came out that said 20% of candidates will not spend more than 20 minutes on an application. Wow. So people ask us, how do you shortcut this process? Well, look at that number. I mean, if it's if it takes too long, they just don't do it. Well, 20 minutes does seem a little long to me for an application. But if it's your dream job, you know, you're, you're not on your spend... couch. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm thinking more about when I would walk around like the mall to different stores. And then yeah. they'd be like, can you fill out this application? And you're like, Okay, God, it's Abercrombie and Fitch. So let me take my top off. God, I meet my friends at Panda Express. I think that the biggest stat that is really revealing about society as we know it is that the average completion rate of an application is only 10.6%. That's like 10%. And then the thing that really gets me is that if the application takes more than five minutes to complete, it's just a massive drop off of whether they do it. Five minutes. <laughs> it's like if you ask for a middle initial, it's like, no, that's way too oh, long. Tw five minutes or 25 questions. I like how there's like an actual number of questions. I think I think it's funny because. Wait, 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 wait Jeff. You're right. It is. It's either five minutes or 25 questions. So what? 26? No, I'm out. 
For sure. What's wrong with you asking that many questions? They have to be pretty quick, too. Like Sort of speed round. <laughs> yeah. So it's five minutes divided by 25 questions. What am I doing here? <laughs> You're like, You've been here for two seconds. <laughs> the problem is that you're going to lose people's attention. I right. think it does say something about our attention spans. Well, I think yeah. that's where, we, where we're at today, though. I mean, it's, it's the swiping right. know, through Instagram. It's kind of the same philosophy. It's that information really fast and really mm-hmm. simple and really, really refined. And then people just want to have a, almost like a quick survey where they're just going to go like tap, 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 apply for the job. Just right. the easiest. They want the employers to read their mind. I already sent you guys my astrological <laughs> chart. I feel like that was plenty. You know I'm a Scorpio. so That should be enough. That's going to be tough. I don't work well with Pisces. <laughs> Especially in fall. So. <laughs> so, like, I, hey, I have a beef about that because I read something that said people tend to not hire Virgos because they're too much of a perfectionist. Every Virgo I know is a perfectionist. You know that? And, they're a little bo- and they might be bossy. I object. Well, it's a full moon. They turn to werewolves as well. So, <laughs> oh God. So, other than astrological forecasts, what can we do to help people? Because I do think, as lawyers, we want information because yeah. an application is very important for you to control the information and the questions you're asking. But we have to balance it with this lack of attention span and the desperate need for staffing. Absolutely. What I would recommend, and what we recommend, is. Shorten it down, the application, limit the questions, ask just essential questions, their job history in the last five years, not the last 40 years or their entire life. There have been so many times where I'm like, why am I writing my seventh grade GPA on this? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, because it was amazing. No, Jeff, no, seriously, I agree with you. Like essential questions. Um, The other thing is, is that keep in mind that the application is just the first step. You're trying the to first hook them step. and get them in the door. Right, you know, right. To, you know, so you don't have to ask every single question. Right. It's like you just need the baseline, spe- you, some baseline specifics about the job that would get someone into the door, right? right? Do right. you have a driver's license if it's a driving position? Right. Do you have this level of education based on whatever the position is, not where they went to elementary school? Oh Almost my the initial deal breakers, right? Right. Like, just just like, do you have this certification? If that's required for the job, you want to say yes or no. Do you have that? No. Okay. These people are eliminated from that, that opportunity. Right. Why, I get why you would ask for those basic qualifications because you don't want to get to the interview and be like, oh, great. All those baseline things that are required, they don't even have. And now I'm just having a conversation with literally a person who I know I will never talk to again. And why are we talking? I'm spending 30 minutes with Carl. Knowing very well, I cannot hire him. And he's actually more interested in talking about his relationship with his stepmom. Yeah. Okay, so what I would suggest at this juncture is look at your job application. Yeah. And many of you have them online. Many of you have them paper. Either way, look at them. Work with HR. Slash them. Slash them down to what is a deal breaker that you either they have to have that qualification or they are not going to the next step. Eliminate all the other stuff and not eliminate them permanently. Move them. Push them to a, them. a next stage yep. of the hiring process. So again, I agree with Jeff. Immediate job history, five years. Education, if it's required. Yep. Uh, driver's license, only if it's required for the position. Yeah, you want to you want to put in there, are you lawfully authorized to work in the United States? I mean, that's important. Not, are you a citizen? That's not, not no. Um, Yeah, and I want to know the reason why they left what, their employer. I want to verify that. So, yeah. uh, and also, what position are you applying for is critical because that's... 
that is a pool of candidates for that job that you will consider. And if they just say anything you have, if you accept that, that's your obligation to see if they are qualified for right. each and every position. You right. do not want to take that on. Yeah, make sure that's very clear. So really, it's just an organizational system to start organizing what candidates go where and what people are uh, suitable for each position. Right. Exactly. It's just starting to narrow that pool there. Right. Like we said, we're, we're just trying to get people in the door, make this part as easy as possible, and then all of the other stuff push towards the interview. You can also do a telephonic interview before having an in-person interview to get out some of that additional information, mm -hmm. ask some questions about what they put on the application. Love um, the telephonic interview. I mean, that to me, why not? You know, you, you pre-screen, you get it. You ask yep. about five questions. Yep. Those mm -hmm. are the ones you left out of the long application. Yep. And, and it is another step, quick. No problem. You can also see what their voicemail greeting sounds like if it sounds really creepy or that like. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> I hate the ones that are like, um, yeah, maybe I'll call you back. Maybe I won't. We'll see if you're lucky. Okay. I was, great. I'll never call you again. Never. Uh, I listened to mine the other day because they said it rhymes and it is hard to not make rhyme. Jack, call me I, back. Jack, I won't give call you me slack back. And you also, back. Jack Ball, sorry, missed your call. Like, oh, yeah. There's just too many things that can. It's a Dr. Sucks. Seuss book. So. We all agree that we're going to cut out the stupid, frivolous, fluff questions right yeah. off the bat, right? Yeah. So one of the things that really, to me, is a waste of space is personal references. Everyone lies. <laughs> Everyone has their mother, you know. Right. I, mean, it's like, I, I put my college roommate for every application for like the first year after school. You didn't have job history. I you had a job history. He, he, right. was my, he was my manager at a fake restaurant that I made up in a fake part of town. Shame on you. <laughs> well. <laughs> so personal references are, are a waste. I mean, Jeff, have you ever had a negative personal reference? No. Um, and then you have a question about that person's judgment when you call their personal reference and it's negative. You're like, huh. huh. <laughs> Why would they put them? I, people exclude the ones that they don't want. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't list the supervisor or they don't like or the family member who hates them. Yeah, of course. The other one is associations that people belong to. I mean, that's just kind of a waste of time, yeah, in my like opinion. It's not. What is that like? Call. Associations like like social things or no like... business associations? Like, are you a member of the Rotary Club? Are you a member of the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, like, are you in the Delta yeah. Sky Miles Club? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Amazon Prime member. Yeah. <laughs> I am a Netflix subscriber. <laughs> so the other thing is any essays on the application. Get rid of those. Why do you want to work here? Why is this your goal? Do That's something know, they submit that exists fit? that they have. Uh, yeah. Right. There are going to be questions that are ultimately going to be answered in an interview. Exactly. But if you right. want like, yes. a, a writing sample or a work product, then well, that's, that's different. different. That's different. Yeah. A lawyer might want to have a writing sample. You write a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So what do you do about resumes? Like, do most mm. people send resumes? Because I always felt really confused about applications and resumes and what purpose each served. Because I would like fill out an application that asks all these questions. And then there's a chunk on it that literally is like, write out essentially your work experience in this little graph. And you're like, and then at the end it says, attach your resume. And I'm like, you just made me waste so much time writing my resume. I just, it seems like, Oh, well, I, I like just I like when they much. when they have you do that right, and then you're like copy and pasting what you have in your resume into like the field in the application, but then it's like too many characters. Then all of a sudden you have to like refine what you put in your resume, which you right. already spent a ton of time on and formatting. Like, yeah, like the bullet points are all of a sudden like crazy in there. <laughs> 
anyway, it's a nightmare. I, I agree with that. It's I a just nightmare. Think it's, it doesn't make sense. Let's no, talk about, sense. though, I mean, I don't agree with the whole application plus attach your resume, but I do think we, we really need to talk about applications versus resume because I yes. get this question a lot. The application is something that the employer drafts and legal reviews, and it the, it allows the employer to control what the information they are getting from the candidate, and it allows them to control the questions they want to ask and if they want any disclaimers like at will or anything like that. Um, that is not the resume, right, Jeff? Yeah, the resume is the opposite. The the candidate has all the control on what they're going to give you. They're going to just give you all the good stuff, <laughs> yeah. including special skills, what you want to hear. Great with uh, kids. Great. Yeah. With I, I have kids. ten children. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna they're gonna give information that's gonna divulge that they're in a protected class ultimately, and that's what we're trying to avoid throughout this entire hiring process. Um is gain any information that's going to reveal that they're actually in a protected class. Right. And um, so the in problem, the resume? You're, so you're, yeah, like Jack, they say things like, I served a mission, like a, oh, a Mormon yeah. mission. I was in the military. I'm in the National Guard. I have six oh. kids. So you get all this information that you don't need and actually could be a problem if you decide not to hire them because then they could be like, because you saw this or whatever. Right. Yeah. A lot yep. of people put their religion, they put their age, all I would the never things. think or to like put that the, stuff. Yeah, the right. volunteer service, I mean, that's just like this church or this organization. Right. Sure. You know, right now, so we all have to we all have to remember that the EEOC, which is the the Discrimination Enforcement Agency, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, says that you should not be asking any questions in this application process that that is not directly tied to whether they're qualified for the job, and it is improper mm. to ask any question that directly or indirectly forces the person to disclose that they're a member of a protected class. So right. that's okay. the applications, you you control that. But then you get these resumes and it's like, here we go. I always get confused too, because I feel like the application makes a lot of sense because you're getting just the questions you need. But mm -hmm. I always felt I always felt better when I attach my resume. I'm sure a lot of people do because they're like, and then this is all the extra stuff. Like well, this is what I'm, this is what I've done. So I do think it's meaningful in that way, right? Yeah, you're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's well, place lot, for both, right? Then, if of, you do it right, or yeah, no. and a lot of companies mm -hmm. accept both. I mean, we're not saying don't. We're saying, but these are the risks if you're gonna do it. I mean, one suggestion Patty and I both have for our clients who do accept resumes is have someone review them and actually just take a sharpie and black out anything oh. that would reference that they're in a protected class. Because we don't want that in the personnel file. We don't want to consider it. We don't right. want to be accused of using that for or against the person. Right. Um, and so, yeah, black it out. And then yeah. when the hiring manager or whoever's doing the interviewing, they're not going to have access to that information. And if the person mm. brings it up in the interview, you're going to stop them and say, that's not relevant. We don't consider that. The hiring manager is going to feel very confident because they're going to feel important. Like they're in the CIA when they get this confidential top Redacted secret. Redacted document. <laughs> It's a ransom note. <laughs> the other thing, keep in mind, if you do accept a resume, they still should complete the application because yes, we have right. things in there that we want to get from them, ascertain information, have them sign that they have been truthful in the application. And if right. they fail to provide mm -hmm. everything, we may withdraw their application for employment or we may terminate them. Yep. Um, no, and ultimately, you're going to have to retain those resumes the same as you would an application. Uh, for the same oh. period of time. So if you're going to collect them, 
you have to hang on to them because they're going to have the same retention period as, as an application. So that's another thing to right. consider. So federal law, for on example. To. Yeah, federal yeah. law, you have to keep them at least one year from when they applied. And then the, the whole employment period plus one year. States may have even longer. So be careful oh. what you accept. But a lot of clients are accepting resumes now to yep. quicken the process. Just be careful. You're getting a floodgate of information. You do have to retain them. You can't just shred them. You know, you so would you. And make sure they're filling out the application ultimately. I mean, that's right. if you're going to do it, fine. Speed up the right. process, but have a quick one page, two page application, really short, that yep. has all of the essentials, you know, that they can quickly go through. So you're gaining at least the information you need to make mm -hmm. that decision. So do you, would you recommend that people do applications and then receive resumes after an interview at an interview? Or should is there a timeline that it makes the most sense or no? My perfect world would be just an application and you keep yeah. it short. Mm -hmm. Um, not a resume unless it's a very high level position yep, where right. they have like a curriculum vitae. It's a specialized mm. position. Um, but if you are, I realize people do accept resumes. I would say we'll take that resume, but you also need to do our very short application. And yep. it's okay to say see resume for their employment background because I think that's the most redundant of it. Absolutely. That is the truth. Like if, if everyone got rid of that part of it, I would have applied to every job. Yep. <laughs> so this is just a way of one step of a, a process of hiring, and that is to shortcut your applications. Um, just be mindful that when you're accepting resumes that you do have legal obligations to not mm. consider protected information mm -hmm. and you have retention requirements. So, you know, again, we're here for you to look at applications to help you shorten them. Um, but but you guys can do it. And remember, five minute rule. They're not going to be read that more than five minutes or 25 five questions. Five minutes. Right. Yeah. The last thing I saw someone saying, well, can you try to make your applications true, false, or yes, no? Because <laughs> <laughs> Are you a human being? True, false. <laughs> I don't know how you do it that. It also, the, the application should not be a quiz. Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, all right, guys. Well, um, great talking to you. This is an ongoing issue. Yep. Make sure your applications are reviewed by legal counsel. If not us, then your legal counsel. So right, send them our way. Okay. All right. Hope you have a mayhem-free week. If you guys have any fun application questions that were just ridiculous, please send them to yeah. admin at mwlegal.com. We'd love to see them. I keep a golden file. So yeah, we'd love it. to see them. Perfect. Pose some funny questions. And uh, yeah, have a mayhem-free week. We'll catch you next week. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your own judgment or you're not your mom.